Hello, hello. Um, welcome back to Fluently Forward. What I have planned for today is something, honestly, a little bit, um, what was I going to say, impulsive? Let's use the nicer word of impulsive. Spontaneous. <laughs> so, happy Friday. It's actually uh, Wednesday at like 7.30 right now. And like I said before, I wake up in the mornings and I go over to the podcast app and I see if anyone has left any reviews. And that's what I was doing sorry for the raspy voice, like right when I woke up this morning. Which by the way, I don't know if anyone else knows about this feature. On your iPhone, if you go to the home screen in the morning and then you swipe left, up at the top, that like screen where it has all the widgets, it will show you which of your apps you open. It says open on first pickup. And mine are like Instagram, TikTok, podcast. I don't know. It's just one of those features on the iPhone. It's like too shameful. Like you don't need to remind me that the first thing I do in the morning is pick up my iPhone. But anyway, moving on. So I went onto the um, app and I saw that there were 14 new like written reviews. And I don't know if you guys are big into the love language stuff. I am super into it. And there's also the lesser known um, apology language. And it's made by the same guy. And it's all about like the best way to apologize to someone in a relationship because some people need to hear I'm sorry, but other people need to hear you're right. Um, and other people need to hear it won't happen again. Basically like there's five different apology languages. I'm so sorry if my voice is raspy. I am just waking up. Um, anyway, my love language is words of affirmation. And I was reading these reviews in bed and I was just like, this is the nicest thing ever. Like I really can't describe it. Obviously, I'm, I'm more susceptible to this because I go nuts for words of affirmation. Um, but I was just sitting there and I was like, you guys don't have to listen to this podcast. You don't need to follow me on TikTok and you don't need to write a review. But like the fact that people will do all three of these things, like, I don't know. I just I really can't explain it. I also have a bit of imposter syndrome. And I think that some of these reviews are like bots because I'm like, how are people this nice? Um, but Anyway, I don't even know what to say. It's just making my day. And I was like, how do I say thank you for people leaving these nice reviews? Because like, you don't have to do that. And that's so nice. And I thought, why not do like a mini episode on Friday? So this topic, I'm pretty excited about it. I think it's going to be really fun. Bridget and I um, almost did this when she was here. The episode with her is going to be coming out Monday as, you know, as previously scheduled. But today we're going to be going over blind items on Pitbull, the Pussycat Dolls, Enrique Iglesias, Akon, and Sean Kingston Man. So we're going to be doing blind items, basically all of those artists that you used to listen to driving to high school and you used to dance to at a basement party where you had your first sip of beer. Let's see what they've been getting up to because spoiler alert, I was not expecting these items to be so scandalous. I was like, yeah, you know, I listened to them when I was, you know, 14 and now they're probably settled down with a wife and kids somewhere. And it, it's basically the opposite. So let's first start off with uh, Mr. 305 to infinity. He set the world on fire. It's Pitbull. <laughs> and um, I mean, I've been obsessed with Pitbull for a long time. I love that everybody on TikTok is like dressing up as him and, you know, giving him the respect he deserves. Now, the first blind item I want to talk about with him, if you look it up, there will be different articles being like, this was true or this wasn't true. Um, you know, take with it what you will. Blind items are, they do, they do be blind. 
But this one I found particularly interesting because I, before I was really TikToking, I had a blog and I wrote a satirical blog post called, Is Pitbull Still Mr. Worldwide During Coronavirus? Irresponsible, if, if he is. And there's actually blinds about him with COVID and Bill Gates. Okay, let me read this first one to you. It says, these are things that give people pause. If there's nothing to it at all, then why is the internet virtually scrubbed of all references to Pitbull, who is always shouting out the name of a city? Okay, sorry, it's the riddle part. Pitbull, who said the pandemic was planned beforehand. It is just his opinion, and that would normally stay online. It is because he mentions Bill Gates that it all gets scrubbed. So apparently, Pitbull was saying, and he was talking about this thing which people now know about, but basically, Pitbull was telling people during COVID that this was like a planned pandemic and Bill Gates was behind it and there was a reason for it and things like that. So now it's come out that what Pitbull was referring to is something called Event 201. And that was the name of an, like a simulation exercise that the government did basically saying like, if we were ever to go through a pandemic, how would we handle it? And I think they have these simulations, you know, like if somebody crashed into the you know, towers again, how would we handle it? So they run these simulations for different events, but apparently Pitbull was like, COVID was planned and Bill Gates is behind it. I mean, I will say I I did live in Florida for a couple of years and I also did spend quarantine there. (laughs) And I know Pitbull's from Miami. I think a lot of people in Florida would agree with his um, sentiment there. I do find it interesting though, how certain celebrities I think are getting a little bit frustrated with the media like I know everything with Nicki Minaj that happened where basically she was also talking about COVID and I looked into it and her actual tweets she was basically saying I'm not taking the vaccine yet because I want to do my own research which by the way I always find interesting when people say that because I don't know I just go I'm lazy you know Never in my life have I wanted to do research on something. But anyway, good good for them. <laughs> and um, Nicki Minaj was saying, but, you know, my cousin knows someone who, I think we all know what I'm about to say, got the vaccine and then got the big balls. <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm going to sound insane, but just look it up. Um, anyway, and then all of the news reports were basically saying, oh, Nicki Minaj says that the vaccine will make your balls swell. And she got really frustrated and she went on Instagram Live and she was talking about how she was just really confused by this because, um, you know, she never said it like that. It was, you know, the cousin of what she said and she didn't intend it to be that way. And I think a lot of celebrities, when it comes to COVID, when everything comes to COVID, the media is twisting so many things. But I think celebrities in particular are finding it really confusing because typically, you know, the media kind of works for them. And this is the one case that it isn't. Okay, this blind item is a little bit more lighthearted about Pitbull. It's also insane and hilarious. It says, Freakiest thing I've heard in a while. A halftime entertainer for a football game this weekend was spotted in his dressing room playing with himself. Not what you think, though. Well, not exactly. It turns out that the A-list singer, blah 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 Pitbull, who often sings in a language other than English, rubs his manhood with makeup before each performance and also takes a Viagra or two to make sure there is a bulge. Yeah, not sure why about the makeup either, but he takes it seriously. 
And can I just say, I have been to a Pitbull concert before. It was Pitbull and Enrique Iglesias. My friends and I went in college. And the whole time, we were literally saying, his bulge is ridiculous. So I let me know. Uh, slide into the DMs. Let me know if you've... <laughs> oh, God. What a creepy request. But basically, I'm just going to say that I go ahead and believe that one. Now, this was an interesting theme, Blind. Um, we know that Pitbull and J-Lo have worked together a couple of times on different songs. They're always singing about how much they love that dance floor. And this was a Blind basically saying that um, Jennifer Lopez, blah, blah, blah. I'm just like trading in names for riddles. She tried to trade up recently in the boyfriend department. She has been working on hooking up with Pitbull and finally got her chance and they hooked up for an entire weekend. When she asked him when they could see each other again, he said he could see her all the time, just not in bed as she was too old for him. And he, he was not going down on her like every other one of her boyfriends has gone down. So she went back to her D-lister, Casper Smart, who is just grateful to have her back. By the way, I should also say if any of these blind items, you're like, that doesn't make any sense. J-Lo has been with Ben Affleck and like A-Rod, blah, blah, blah. Um, just, just keep in mind that these are all blind items from like 2011 and stuff like that, since these are the nostalgic artists of our past. And none of these are like, you know, from the year of 2020. Oh my God. Oh my God, 2020. Oh my God, I did it again. 2021. This might be, I might not do a morning podcast again. I, I, I need some help. Okay. So this was pretty interesting too. Um, so it says, this A-Lesquist singer who seems to be on every other song kicks back about a third of his earnings to an in-the-news drug cartel leader who gave the rapper singer his start. He also funded a record label and studio and used some strong-arm tactics to get him his first gigs. And that's Pitbull with El Chapo. And I was looking into the blinds. I don't know much about... Can you believe it? I don't know much about drug cartels and the drug trade, but, and I'm sorry for the noise. My heat, my heat just came on. Oh my God. This is like a mess, but okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, it's also going to lead us right into our other blind, which I'm going to say right now. So it basically says no one even knew that Sofia Vergara was friends with Pitbull. He used to have his career financed by members of a drug cartel while she slept with some top guys from it. They know each other very well. Now, I don't know much about drug cartels. Let me know. Sometimes people are like, these blind items are actually just being racist. So I don't know if they just paired up, you know, Latin celebrities with El Chapo and decided to turn it into a blind item. That being said, makes you want to do some Googling, doesn't it? And I mean, who, who would Pitbull be without his right-hand man, Enrique Iglesias? I, um, I'm obsessed with Enrique. I, I really, really am, especially them two together. I do have a private little working theory that Pitbull is secretly the most confident man in Hollywood because for anyone to willingly choose to be next to Enrique Iglesias that much, you, ha you have to have a strong sense of self. You know what I mean? Anyway, he has been paired up with the Russian tennis player Anna Kornikova for a long time like they met in 2001 so they've been together for 20 years and I remember keeping tabs on their relationship in high school because I was like you know are they gonna get married does Shannon have a chance here um, you know they still aren't married and there's some lines about that but they have been together for 20 years and 
Honestly, I really like it because I feel like you see so many celebrities in Hollywood who are getting married and then getting divorced, um, you know, the next day or sometimes 60 days after. And sure, they haven't been married, but they have three children together now. I think they have one daughter and a pair of twins. Um, but I mean, 20 years straight like that to me, that's like one of the lengthiest relationships in Hollywood. So they also have some interesting quotes on their um, relationship together where basically somebody was asking them, like, is it hard to deal with this? And Enrique in an interview answered, like, look, it's really not that hard. It's pretty easy to keep things private. You just have to have a sense of humor about it. Like sometimes the magazine says that. I'm cheating on her in Australia. Sometimes they say that I have a whole family of twins, you know, in Finland with another woman. He's like, you know, we just laugh about it, but it's not that hard to keep things private. And keep things private, they really, really have. And this is also um, episode four. I talk about PR relationships in Hollywood. That's just kind of a nod to it, right? Like if you are seeing pictures of a celebrity couple holding hands and smiling and laughing and kissing each other and eating ice cream and and then they look surprised like oh my god the paparazzi are here that's just not how it works like if you're a celebrity and you want to keep something private you can so anyway let's get into blind items on Enrique Iglesias so most of the blind items were basically saying that sure uh him and Anna are together and they're not married, but they have been cheating on each other, left, right, forwards, and backwards. Um, there was a wedding that they attended, and I didn't know who this person was. It says, the event was the wedding of billionaire Mikhail Gust, Gusserviev's son, Saeed. And they both attended the wedding, and apparently it was awkward because Anna had slept with his son, Saeed. So there's a little something. If you know who those billionaires are, sadly, I don't know you know, nearly as many billionaires as I would like to. <laughs> then there was also uh, a blind, and this is from, you know, years and years ago, but basically saying that the reason that they weren't going to get married was because they kept having all of these issues with each other with infidelity. And Enrique would be cheating on Anna with different models and her, you know, poison of choice would be different professional athletes, which I feel like makes sense based on their own uh, individual professions. Then we also had one blind here about the two of them having threesomes. Great, great, great. My DMs are open. Anyway, and one of the threesomes, a lot of the times, would be with guys. And this was saying, our singer is bisexual, Enrique Iglesias is. I mean, look at him, right? If you listen to my episode on Monday of um, Gossip Girl Blinds, there were also blinds about Chase Crawford being in male-male-female threesomes. And I just have to say, what is it about Chase Crawford and Enrique Iglesias that just kind of give me the same energy? I don't know. They're both just like pretty boys where they're just so, 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 so pretty. I mean, maybe that's it. Maybe that's all they have in common. But those were mostly the only lines about Enrique Iglesias, which I love because as we move on to some of these other characters I'm going to talk about today, some of the blinds get really dark and really sketchy. So anytime I search for dirt on a celebrity and I really can't find it, in my mind, I'm like, this person's good stuff. All right, now let's talk about the Pussycat Dolls. Oh my god, I must have watched the Buttons music video. I, can, like, I really can't even tell you how many times I watched that music video and then I would go over to playbuzz.com and I would take one of those am I gay quizzes and then I would go back to watching the music video and then I would take another am I gay quiz and that was just kind of you know 
my little teenage routine. <laughs> so I thought that everyone, before we get into the blind items, there's one public rumor about the Pussycat Dolls, and I thought that everyone had known this, but then I was telling it to someone the other day, like it was common knowledge, and they looked at me like I had five heads, so I realized everybody might not know about it, but basically, a former member of the Pussycat Dolls, you probably don't know her name, I feel like people barely know who Nicole Scherznager is. Um, but she came out a few years ago in 2017 and she said that the Pussycat Dolls, the group was basically a prostitution ring. And, um, you know, the founder said that she was lying and it got into this big back and forth over Twitter. But let me just say, like, before I get into the details, I 100, I 100% believe this. Um, I just feel like it is, I just feel like it's not like you, you learn more about celebrities and you hear about how girls even in Disney are like, I'm so sorry about the horns, um, girls even in Disney are like getting abused and these pussycat dolls, they weren't just like alluding to the idea of having sex appeal, it was their entire brand. So let me just read you some of the stuff that happened. So these are tweets put out by Kaya Jones, she was part of the pussycat dolls from 2003 to 2005. And she made these allegations um, in a bunch of tweets. The first one says, my truth, I wasn't in a girl group. I was in a prostitution ring. Oh, and we happened to sing and be famous while everyone who owned us made the money. So she basically said a little bit more in these different posts. Um, she said, to be a part of the team, you must be a team player, meaning sleep with whoever they say. If you don't, they have nothing on you to leverage. Yes, I said leverage, meaning after they turn you out or get you hooked on drugs, they use it against you. Correct. Victimizing the victim again. So she said that the situation was bad enough to make her leave the group and the $13 million record deal. And she left the group before the Pussycat Dolls um, became big and they had, you know, Doncha and Buttons and things like that. And then she kind of started getting a little bit pointed. She said, I want the Den... By the way, I am so sorry. I don't know why it is so chaotic here in the morning. There is like a bell ringing. There are children screaming outside. There are horns honking. It's like you would think that it would be early here in the mornings, but I don't know. Anyway, so then her tweets got a little bit accusatory and she goes, I want the den mother from hell to confess why another one of her girl group girls committed suicide tell the public how you mentally broke us which by the way like don't we say this with all different celebrities we're like huh why does every disney star you know kind of go off the edge after they leave it's like you can only endure so much trauma without anything happening to you like the human spirit can't just take relentless abuse so um anyway so far i'm i'm team kaya so then Robin Anton, who is the Pussycat Dolls founder, she denied the allegations. She said that the accusations are, quote, disgusting, ridiculous lies, and then saying that Kaya Jones was never actually a permanent member of the group, but she was just in the group on an on-trial basis. You know, like that would, I don't know, like that would uh, change anything. So nothing much happened after that i heard that some legal things were happening i'm sure this girl was sent like a cease and desist or threatened to shut up but as i get into the blinds let's just say that i i agree with what she so let's first start off with some blind items that kind of support this theory i don't know if anyone else remembers but the pussycat dolls were staged for a comeback they had that single um react 
and they had a great music video, great live performance to go with it. And Nicole was even in David Dobrik's video and everyone was like, oh my God, the Pussycat Dolls, they're about to come back. And I just sat here patiently waiting for another music video so I could take another Am I Gay quiz <laughs> and it never really happened. And then I was digging into the blinds and check out this one. It says, the reunion of this female singing group is now tied up in litigation. It won't be long now before all of the yachting drama is blown wide open. So apparently Nicole Scherzinger, she's the lead singer, was sued over the reunion. So it looks like other girls are coming forward about these allegations slash, you know, truth statements that the girls were basically used as um, prostitutes in Hollywood. That's anytime you hear yachting, that's kind of what it's talking about. Now, there were a lot of blinds and I had been reading this for years about Nicole Scherzinger, who, by the way, very talented singer. If you're ever, you know, just looking for a YouTube rabbit hole to go down, type in, um, and I hope I'm pronouncing her last name correctly, Nicole Scherzinger, uh, the Phantom of the Opera performance. She has a set of lungs on her like no other. And I don't even know much about singing or what makes a good singer, but anyway, there are lots of lines about her yachting. So we have the former singer in a group where she was the only real singer, but not the only one who slept with people for money, is ticked off because a producer that she recently slept with was supposed to get her a big part in a movie, but he ghosted her. And then we also have another blind about her saying, uh, if a reunion did occur of the Pussycat Dolls, Nicole, who could actually sing, would probably bail on it for the network reality gig. It is too much money to pass up, and she has no problems hooking up with the creator a few times to make his ego bigger. And that would be her on the Masked Singer show with Simon Cowell. Which, by the way, there are a lot of lines of who Simon Cowell has hooked up with. The most shocking to me is Dua Lipa. Anyway, um... Then we also have just more blinds about this whole yachting prostitution ring thing, basically saying that um, if they do have a reunion, they're going to find it a lot harder to get back into the yachting game because it's been a decade and they've aged and, you know, we know how Hollywood is so allergic to women aging and things like that. So let me know if you've heard of anything, I don't know, just like different when it comes to this. It's one To me, it's one of those blind items where it's kind of exciting because we can like track it in real life. So after they all got together for that single, you know, if nothing else happens for a couple of years, I'm going to be very curious to dig into it and see what the reason for that is. Okay, now we are on to our next celebrity, and we are talking about Akon, another singer that I used to sing completely insanely inappropriate lyrics to in, like, the car ride from, you know, going to cross-country practice. I had no idea I was singing about getting laid and dancing on a stripper pole. I thought that they were just words, but anyway, Akon. Now, I just assume since I hadn't heard anything about Akon that there was nothing to be found. Not true. Akon's a dirty little piece of shit, allegedly, according to the blinds. So let's get into the first one. It says, the one named singer who started the soon-to-be-exposed Ponzi scheme slash cryptocurrency scam now has another problem on his hands. The two miners who spent an entire tour with him are still in his... Now, this story was actually broken through a TikTok video of the girl and the guy um, who it happened to, which isn't it funny that so many like... uh, Sorry, not funny. Well, twisted. It's twisted that there are so many like 
actual, I don't know, court cases happening on TikTok. Someone will be like, that one time where insert traumatic thing here, and then they back it up with a bunch of evidence. And I'm like, oh my God, you just made a, I don't know, you just filed a court claim on TikTok. It's like, it's crazy. But Gen Z is like, ah, haha, it's just for laughs. And I'm like, I hope you're doing okay. Anyway, um, so it was a girl and a guy. And, you know, I'll, I'll link the TikTok after I post this, like on Instagram, so people can watch it. But it was basically saying, uh, the at name is Jamie with one, two, three, four E's, and then it ends with G. I wish there was an easier way to say it. But she goes, um, did me and my best friend go on tour with Akon for no reason, age 17 and 16? Yeah. And then, oh no, it's actually his TikTok. Anyway, and then they show a bunch of footage of them in a hotel room with Akon, getting massaged with Akon at concert with Akon, grinding on Akon, going through different passages of different hotels and backstage with Akon. And it's just, there's enough evidence in there for it to be very, very creepy. And allegedly, sorry, not allegedly, stuff like this has happened before. So apparently back in 2006, 2007, there was a controversy because Akon invited a teen girl, um, I think she was 15 or 16, up on stage and performed like sexual moves on her at a concert. And this was when YouTube was just becoming big. So there are like some grainy pictures of evidence of it, but like it didn't really go viral in the way that it would today. So it was a major story back then. And he made like a whole apology song and stuff like that. I don't know if anyone remembers, but I also just find that so to me, the biggest sign of anything like Michael Jackson hanging out with kids or R. Kelly surrounding himself with teenagers or anything like that. I just think to myself when people are like, well, are they actually a pedophile or are they not? I just think to myself, if I had to hang out with a 16 year old, it would be an hour of me really trying to find stuff for us to talk about and me trying to seem cool. Oh God, how how sad does that sound? (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like I would be grasping at straws for us to have anything in common. And I really wouldn't want to hang out with them for more than like, I'm assuming I would have to hang out with them. Like I wouldn't choose to do that. So when I hear of these, you know, male celebrities who just happen to be surrounded by like, 16 year olds or Scott Disick who is with a girl the minute she turns 18 I'm just like no like absolutely not there's no maybe maybe there's one case where you happen to fall in love with someone and they're younger than you but if it continuously happens and all of the people are in there to be honest you know teens even if it's legal 18 19 is still teens um I got I just find that so so weird Okay, more blind items. We have a last one here on Akon saying, Lost in the whole R. Kelly debacle is that there is still a singer out there who is even worse. Almost a decade ago, this singer had a bunch of hits on a record. His follow-ups have been less than stellar, but he still has a name, and he loves nothing more than molesting tween boys and girls. After almost getting busted here in the U.S., he mostly confines it to his adopted home country, where he has A-plus-less fame and easy access to poor people who want to be with him. And that's Akon talking about Senegal, Africa. Um... So I'm going to have to look into that one more. But basically, I was very surprised. I was expecting to find out that Akon sits at home and he does, you know, he gives uh, charity to strippers that he's sung about before in the past. And, you know, sometimes you dig into a blind item and you do see that a charity, sorry, that a celebrity does charity. And then sometimes you dig into a blind item and you realize that once again, teens are getting molested. So on to the next one. 
Lastly, we are going to talk about Sean Kingston, the guy. <laughs> I saw a tweet once where it was like, girl is pretty. Sean Kingston, I'm actually going to kill myself. What was that song of his? They'll make you suicidal. Anyway, beautiful girls. That was it. Um, his blind items are like sadly the same ones about Akon. There's a bunch of stories about girls saying that um, they met up with him after a concert. They were roofied. Their memory was hazy. And they woke up to having Sean Kingston basically molesting them. Um, you know, these are allegations, which are a little bit different than blind items, but it was definitely surprising to me. And if you end up researching it, I think that you'll see a lot of accusations like this, which is just really, really disheartening. Um, then the, he had that song with Justin Bieber. Here's another blind about the two of them. It says, if this former A-list tweener keeps hanging out with this former A-list celebrity, our A-lister, sorry, basically, if Justin Bieber keeps hanging out with Sean Kingston, Justin Bieber's going to find himself in jail. Sean Kingston only likes having sex with underage people. Eventually, one of those underage kids is going to make their way to Justin Bieber, who also likes them young, but much of that is because he is young. Keep in mind, these, these blinds are from years ago. Not too young to get charged with statutory rape, though. So basically saying that Sean Kingston has a thing for, and it's, it's also hairy, like I don't want to say anyone is a pedophile here when a blind says underage people. I'm not sure what age they're referring to, but anyway. And then we had a blind which was referring to how g Easy was arrested in Sweden for assault and cocaine possession. But this blind item says, police in this foreign country were so blinded by one arrest, g Easy's, that they missed the biggest fish of the night when they didn't ask about the 16-year-old who was in the club with Sean Kingston. It is his thing. He finds the youngest groupies in every city or country. Sorry, country he visits. I just noticed that my voiceovers are like cutting off a second before I end it. Anyway, so I, I thought that all of that was very interesting. And if you are disheartened by Akon and Sean Kingston, let me remind you, Enrique Iglesias uh, seems like an unpro unproblematic person. So I was pretty shocked um, by all of this. Let me know if there's any other nostalgic celebrities where you're curious for blind items on them. I did try to look up stuff on Flo Rida, <laughs> and I wasn't able to find anything. So, you know, Stan, Flo Rida. <laughs> okay, so uh, that is the mini episode for today. Uh, there will be a regularly regularly scheduled ep um, episode coming out Monday morning. It's with Bridget, and it's about blind items on the Sex and the City cast. Also, let me know, is Monday morning a good day to keep uploading? I don't know. I thought it could be like a fun way to start your shitty Monday. But then I'm like, I don't know, sometimes Monday you just like get into the grind right away. So maybe like Wednesday might be better. I don't know. Anyway, once again, thank you so, so much for the reviews. Thank you so much for the love for the podcast. It's just, it's really appreciated. And, um, you know, let me know how I can make this better or more enjoyable for you. So I am looking forward to the new episode on Monday. And once again, thank you guys so much. All right. Have a great weekend.